that were not those. So this, I like this um, saying very much because in the search for peace, the most important effort is to understand and remove all the obstacles to peace that we create ourselves, moment by moment, because we do not understand ourselves, because we do not give the time to look inside and understand ourselves. There is a story about a foolish man, and he was standing in the middle of the road under the light, looking here and looking there, and somebody came up to him and said, what are you doing? He said, I am looking for my keys. And, and they said, oh, we'll help you. Where did you think you dropped them? They said, I dropped them in the garden. So why are you looking for your keys in the road? He said, because it is very bright here. It's very dark in the garden. Very difficult to look for something in the garden. And of course he said, well, even if it's very bright, uh, the keys are not here. They're in the garden. And the keys to peace and happiness we can find inside ourselves, not outside ourselves. But we have to apply technology. We have to be systematic. It's not that there is one thing called agitation and confusion and one thing called peace and we have to turn our back on the confusion and look for the peace somewhere else. We find the peace by understanding the nature of our mind, by looking within. This is what meditation means. It means giving your life some quality time. Rather than being a student or a daughter or a son or a this or a that, you just come back to your nature. Basically, there is the body and the mind. And you need to study your body and study your mind, not as philosophy, not as psychology, not as biology, but as direct experience. What it really feels like right now to be human being. What is happiness? What is pain? What is suffering? What is the relationship between pain and suffering? One mathematician who was a Buddhist, he came up with a formula. He said, pain multiplied by the desire to get rid of pain is suffering. So I, I don't have time to link this with your homework to see whether you agree with it or not. So when we look inside, what we find is it's so difficult. Our mind is like a monkey. It's jumping here and jumping there all the time. So we have to develop some stability. This is the, one of the first things that we need. Clarity of mind, stability of mind, and contentment, interest in looking at your mind provides contentment. So first thing is some real interest in what does it mean to be a human being? What is my experience of pleasure and pain and happiness and suffering and um, how can I train my mind to reduce the causes of suffering and to increase the causes of happiness 
This is something we all as human beings have a capacity for. But we're so interested in the world outside ourselves that we don't give any time to the world inside ourselves. We all know every religion tells us that true happiness lies within. And we say, yes, we agree, but we do not take that belief and then apply ourselves systematically to try to dispel this inner peace. In meditation, there are so many different techniques, but the, the uh, underlying principle is you put your mind on one thing, and for instance, many uh, people use the breathing because this is completely neutral, doesn't belong to uh, any religion. Your breath comes in, your breath comes out. It's part of being a human being. But if you use that as an object of mindfulness, then you can create a stability of mind. It's a training of mind. Your mind goes off, you bring it back. Your mind goes off, you bring it back. And then people say, oh, that's so boring. I don't want to do that. But then I often say, well, how did, have you learned to play a musical instrument? Have you learned any skill at all which did not require some very hard work at the beginning on the very basic? If you want to play the piano, you have to know where the white notes and the black notes and so on and so forth. So it is quite difficult in the beginning. But there is, you can see some progress. And so one of the analogies to explain this is a, a tap. If you turn on the tap just, just a little bit and you get a drip of water, just drip, 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 like this. Maybe turn on the tap a bit more and it's drip, 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 drip. And if you turn on the tap fully, you get a flow of water. So when you begin to meditate, the meditation, the awareness that you want, the clarity of mind you want, is like a drip. It's drip, drip. You practice a little bit more, drip, 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 and eventually you get a flow of awareness. This is what we call samadhi. So this is the first stage of meditation, to create this clear, stable mind. And when your mind becomes clear and stable, it, it feels really good. There is a new kind of happiness that you experience that is not dependent on seeing interesting things or hearing things, but it just is a natural expression of the mind with awareness. And this will give you great confidence to carry on. Now, as you, as you progress, then your understanding of yourself and your mind changes. And of course, I, I don't have time to give a long discourse today, but I will give one more analogy to give you an idea. If you look at the sky, so there's the sky, and there are all the things in the sky, different kinds of clouds, birds, aeroplanes, but the sky is not affected by clouds. You can have a cloudless sky and just a very few misty clouds or thick thunder clouds. Now, but the sky remains the sky. It's not affected by the clouds. 
there may be birds, there may be aeroplanes, all these things are arising, passing away, passing through the sky, but at the same time there is a sense that the sky is unaffected by that. And so in a busy world, being peaceful does not mean that you have to step back from the world and, uh, and to neglect your responsibilities to your family or your community. All those things are like the things that go through the sky. But at the same time, you can just shift your focus from all of the moving things and responsibilities and all the things you have to do in your life and just change your focus to the sky. Your mind can be like a sky. And this is the, the piece that you can realize even while you're studying hard or you're um, you're following your profession in the future or leading your family life. We have great capacity, we have great potential in our minds that mostly is untapped simply because we're not, we, we're not turning the attention inwards and finding a balance between the outer world and the inner world. So these are a few words of advice that I uh, encouragement I would like to offer you this morning. Thank you.